Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Close your eyes, lift our hands. Father, we thank you that you're here. Thank you that you are our ever-present help in times of trouble. Thank you, Lord, you never leave us nor forsake us. You're our heavenly Father. You've wrapped your arms around us and you're close, you're near, you're with us. Your word says to draw near to you and that you draw near to us. I tell you, just like Michelle was saying, I feel like the Spirit of God is here today to touch lives, to set people free, to break strongholds, to release anxieties. I feel, I really feel since the beginning of this meeting that there are miracles of healing in this house today. If you need a miracle of healing, if you need a touch of God upon your life, you've got a, a bad knee, a bad shoulder, you get headaches, you've, you've got a condition, just lift it up to God right now and let Him touch you. Let that peace wash over you. Now, if you've got pain in your body right now, why don't you lift your hand and one of our, your neighbors is going to put their hand on your shoulder and just believe. Because the Bible says where two or three agree on anything, it's done in my name, in the name of Jesus, the name which is above every other name, the name that brings healing, freedom, deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles here this morning. Thank you for the miracle of joy, the miracle of love, peace, joy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. We come here to worship you as our Heavenly Father this morning on Father's Day. Praise you, Lord. Can we just give God a mighty hand clap this morning before you take your seats? Let's thank God. Give somebody a hug, a kiss. Grab your seat. We're going to have some fun. Thank you, guys. You are truly amazing. We love you. Tim, nice to see you up on stage this morning, mate. We had Morgie before playing drums. It is awesome. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Even if you're not a father, happy Father's It's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. And we have so many amazing fathers in this church. I just want to celebrate you this morning. You are magnificent. We need strong fathers. We need loving fathers, passionate fathers, present fathers. I'm going to talk about some of this stuff, just how we can help our families just by being us, not by being superhuman or super anything, but just being consistent and faithful and credible and just walking out a journey. Fatherhood is a gift. And for the solo moms and those that are doing life on their own with their kids, I salute you as well and I champion you this morning. And it is, yeah, it is just, it's great to be here celebrating with you. Um, I don't know what Millie was saying. Like, I just thought that was rough. It's, it's the dad's prerogative to tell bad jokes and dance stupidly. That's, that's, the, that's one of the only things we've got. We, we, you know, the wife gets to the house and, that, you know, I don't even have a room in my, uh, there's a lot of rooms in my house and I'm not even allowed to set one up for myself. I said, which room can I have where nothing will be touched? I'll put things where I want them and they won't move. I don't have one room. I, I might get a shed if I'm lucky. But it's, it's, it's our, it's our responsibility. It would be irresponsible not to do daggy dancing, and it would be irresponsible not to tell bad jokes. We, we have to have something where we can inflict some level of embarrassment on our kids at some point. I actually think there should be a day where we can just go around and do that all day. We can walk down Hastings Street. Anyway, can I, can I bring a few bad dad jokes this morning? Is that all right? Did you guys hear about the guy that invented lifesavers? Uh, they say he made a mint. Bad dad jokes. I, I don't even care if I don't get a response. I'm going through this list this morning, and they're coming, George, they're coming out, all right? Uh, I used to have a job at a calendar factory, but I got the sack because I took a couple of days off. 
I need somebody on the drums behind me. A man goes to the doctor and says, doctor, I've broken my arm in several places. And the doctor said, well, don't go to those places. <laughs> Last one, I promise. Uh, how much does a hipster weigh? And Instagram. And Instagram. <laughs> that, that was bad, wasn't it? I'm not a, let's move on. It's good to laugh. It's good to laugh in life. Life isn't that bad that we can't laugh, we shouldn't laugh. Can I encourage you, and in your homes, just laugh. Uh, th there's a lot of time where there is, there is serious amounts of pressure and you're walking through stuff and there's challenges, uh, but there's a saying that if it's going to be funny later, it's funny now. I don't know that that's true, but that is a saying. And uh, can I just encourage you, I'm speaking to myself, the, everything that I preach this morning, I'm actually preaching to myself. Christian, laugh more, lighten up, get over yourself. So, but it's good to laugh and our, our family and our home should be filled with laughter and joy. Amen? And uh, the reason I want to honor dads here today and solo moms and, is that there's an epidemic in society where people are taking their own lives. And this year, over 2,500 people will end their life in Australia, the lucky country, you know, the, 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 the land of the Holy Spirit, great south land of the Holy Spirit. But over 2,000 of those will be men. And men are walking with pressure and they're walking stressed and they're not, they maybe haven't had good role models or they may just be facing challenges that they feel are beyond themselves and they're taking their own lives. And so I don't want to put any extra pressure on anybody here today saying you should be doing this and you should be doing that. I want to celebrate that you're here. I want to celebrate that you're around. I want to celebrate that you're with your family and you're doing your very best. And it's not easy. It's, uh, society puts some pretty big demands on men today on what we should do and how we should do it and how we should present and what we should earn. And, and, and it's, it's not always easy. So can I encourage you, and dads, if you take anything from today, we love you and we believe in you. We think you're a champion and we're standing with you. And beyond that, your kids just think you're the world. They think you are the greatest superhero that's ever walked this planet and God believes you. He calls you his champion. So dads, we love you. Mums, we love you. We want to celebrate you today. Just really quickly, I want to look at a few aspects of fathering, look at a story of fathering in the Bible, and then just take an example from, from, the, from God himself of how we can father well and bless our families. Um, but the reality is all of us have a father. If we didn't have a father, we wouldn't be here. And some of us have had good experiences with our fathers, some of us have had bad experiences, some of us have had very little experience with our dad at all, but the, the fact of the matter is we've all had a father. Um, and the cool thing is that the Bible says that whatever experience you've had, we're to honor our mother and father. And it's not honoring for honoring's sake, it's honoring our mother and father so that all may go well with you. I don't know what the past has been like, I don't know what the history in your family line is like, but the Bible says if we can get to a place where we can honor our mother and father. Honoring our mother and father isn't always agreeing with, but it's honoring them. It's, it's, it's being a blessing. And it says in Ephesians that honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Uh, despite your history, despite your past, good, bad or indifferent, you can honor your mother and father. And the Bible says that you will be blessed and all will go well with you. So can I encourage us here this morning, whether it's a note, it's a text, it's an email, it's a thought, it's a prayer for our mothers and fathers, whether they're with us or they've gone on to eternity, that we would honor them, speak well of them, because ultimately that's sowing and reaping. It will come back to you as a blessing and a promise from God. The next thing is that many of us here, we saw a whole lot of dads stand up, are fathers. And there's always going to be a gap between you and your parents and you and your children. 
We don't always get it, and we don't always get it right. But the awesome thing is where there's a gap, a generational gap, um, you know, societal gaps, you know, pop culture gaps, whatever it is, that, that God is good enough to jump in the middle of those gaps. And where we fall short and where we don't know what to do, that by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, He will help us in our parenting, in our fathering, in our, in our lack of wisdom, in, in any other thing. So I want to encourage each of us today, welcome God right into the middle of your family, your home, your parenting, so that He can be the difference. Where there is gaps, He can fill those gaps so that our kids grow up well-adjusted and nurtured. Amen? And uh, I want to just let you all know here today that you are qualified. The Bible says that the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to point out your deficiency. He wants to point out those gaps. He wants to point out what you're not. But God says, I will be all those things. And you are qualified today to be the best father to your children than they could ever have. Don't give up or give in thinking that you don't count and you don't qualify. God says you do, you do so nobody else can take that from you. Amen? And the other thing is this, is uh, some of us aren't natural fathers or physical fathers but we're spiritual fathers or spiritual parents. And every one of us can be that to some child or some, some person in life. I've got spiritual fathers in my world. I've got, even got people that are my age or slightly younger that I look to for wisdom and encouragement and inspiration in life. And I want to encourage each of us to carry the weight of, of spiritually fathering people, others in society, others in our house parties, our connect groups, our homes, whatever it may be where we're praying for them, we're speaking the word of God into them, we're, we're, we're releasing faith into their lives because it will help people walk through life. And for those that don't have physical mothers or fathers or don't have family around that world, we can be that family for them. We can be that blessing in their life where, where they feel like they're, they're brought into community. They're brought into a, a home and a family and love where it can flow towards their life. And um, I just wrote down here that spiritual parenting is simply carrying the weight and the burden of the spiritual life of others. And, uh, you know, the Bible is very clear on the fact that Abraham is our spiritual father, and he's the father of faith. It says in Corinthians, it says in verse uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. So the gospel creates spiritual fathers. And with this in mind, whether you've had a, a good fathering experience, bad fathering experience, non-present fathering experience we can do that for other people we can be that spiritual influence that spiritual covering in their world because as a dad that's that's what we're called to do cover our kids provide for our kids protect our kids bless our kids love our kids raise them and nurture them so they can become all they can be and that's what God wants for us as much as we want that for our we want them to succeed like a like a father running out on a track pushing people away there's officials coming in there's people telling you you can't do it pushing them away swatting them away that wasn't rehearsed that wasn't practiced that was instinctive that was that was who he was don't come near my son he's going to finish this race he's sacrificed he's put a lot in over the years he's going to finish what he started that's my desire for him. that's God's desire for our lives that we would get to the finish line that we would finish what we started I just love that picture of that's like God putting his arm around us saying devil get to the left get away you're not coming anywhere near my child I'm, but we can do that for our our kids and we can do that for our spiritual kids amen and I, I just want to look at a great story of fathering in the bible uh it's it's been preached a lot but I I think it carries a lot and holds a lot that we can take from it this morning Luke 15 starting in verse 11 it's the, the story of the prodigal son and it says there 
Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them uh, to them his livelihood. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, then arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he said, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. He would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose, came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, and pulled out a gun ready to kill him now that's not what the that's not what the bible says i just it says but when he saw him he had compassion and he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said to him father i have sinned against heaven and in your sight and i am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his servant so in other words the father just ignored what his son said he was excited to have his son back in his presence. says bring out the best robe and put it on him Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring out the fatted calf here and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. I, I love this story. So here's a story of, of a faithful father. A good father. The Bible says um, uh, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. He's a man that's worked hard all of his life. He's got vineyards. He's got... Uh, orchards he's got servants he's got high he's got he's got wealth and possessions and his son comes to him and says give me now what is going to come to me later give me half of what is owed to me so so the father however he did it arranged the finances arranged the so that he could give his son half of what he'd worked his entire life for now i don't know about you but that's you know if, if he had have said that he got his gun ready to kill his son you probably would have gone well maybe it's, it's jew he's young he's a punk he's gone out and he's taken half of what his dad's worked for his entire life he's gone and you know slept with prostitutes taken drugs partied hard lived wild and then come to nothing who does he think he is to return to me who does he think he is to come back and 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 stand on on this property anymore this isn't his anymore this isn't he's got no part of this i'm going to disown him i'm going to push him away but that's not what he does it says and and when he was afar off have you ever felt far off from God? Ever felt like I've worked a journey perhaps I shouldn't have walked? I've done things I shouldn't have done and now I'm feeling guilty and now I'm feeling dirty and now I'm feeling broken and, and worthless. I know God, you said I could have salvation but I, I just don't even deserve that. I just, can I just be close to you? Can I just come into your presence? And he, this father, picture of God himself, saw him and had compassion on him and ran to him. Can I encourage you here today, wherever you are with God, God will always run towards you. And that's what the word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how much you've messed up, no matter what you've lost, God can restore it all back. God can bring it all back in a second. And I love what it says here, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a, a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. So, so what was the robe? The robe was identification. This is family. This is royalty. This is, this is, he belongs here. And I feel like today God wants to put robes around us and say, you belong here. 
that you have a right to this place, that you may have squandered, you may have wasted, you may have done things that have lost what I'd given you already, but I'm going to restore to you today what's been lost, what's been taken. But I'm going to place a robe on them. Just put a, put a ring on his hand. What did the ring signify? Authority. That you have authority in God. You have authority in the house, in the family. With that ring, I could put my seal on whatever it was. I could purchase things. I had the authority of the name of our family. I, had, I could do, as God says to each one here today, and fathers and spiritual mothers and fathers and children alike, spiritual children. There is, there is not only are you accepted and you're welcome into this place, there's authority upon your life. The Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And whatever the devil does come to steal and take from you and kill his dreams in your life, God will resurrect again. And there's authority to trample on serpents, to overcome evil, to overcome whatever you face in life, that you have authority and put sandals on his feet. Let him walk true and straight in life. He doesn't walk, he's not, he's not a servant, he's not a hireling. He is, he is one of the family. He is royalty and he will walk with sandals on his. I feel like God is clothing people today and he wants you to know you are loved and you are accepted. You are part of the family. There is authority. Walk with truth. Walk with strength and watch what he will do. I, I seriously, in my spirit today, feel like today's a day of breakthrough. And I don't know who that's for and I don't know what you need, but I do know if you start walking towards it and you start claiming it and proclaiming it and believing it in God, now, with faith, all things are possible. With faith, when we walk with faith, when we walk, it, it's that thing that causes endurance in our lives, that we don't give up and we don't give in and we don't regress. We move forward in life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap this morning. And, and as I read this, I, I see that one of the most powerful gifts we can give our families is forgiveness. Give our friends, give our associates give our relatives give any what is it that you're holding on to that today you could forgive is it a debt is it a hurt is it a, a guilt what, what is it that you're holding on to i want to encourage you to release it today because it's ultimately it's it's the only thing it's holding you more than it holds them i know people holding on to offense today and the person they're offended by can't even remember what happened so this person here 10 years on 20 years on the person that got divorced 25 years ago they're in a new marriage now but they can't even forgive a, a relationship that was done 25 years, let it go. Let it go. It says, with compassion, he ran towards his son. Not vindication, not judgment, not condemning, not you worthless, whatever, compassion and love. And, uh, and the father had every right to disengage. Like, honestly, in the natural, he had every single right to disengage. But that's not who we are. We're bigger than, we don't disengage, we press in. We go, you know what, let's fix what's broken. Let's work, even, even when I'm in the right, I'm going to engage anyway, and I'm going to press in and do what I can for the sake of relationship and building up a life that is a future generation. Amen? So we're going to have reasons and opportunity to get annoyed and disappointed and show our disapproval, but let's just lovingly bless our kids with affection, affirmation, acceptance, and compassion. And, and I get, I'm speaking to myself right now. Because when Zach gets up and he's throwing a tantrum and he's screaming at the neighbor's kids in front of the neighbor and things are going on and the car's dinged or scratched again or the window gets smashed and I've got to speak to myself and say, affirm this young life, bless this young life, speak into this young life, accept that I made mistakes when I was a kid. The funny thing is we, we forget what we've done, but we remember what others have done. Anyway, I just wanted to look at a few things, just following God's example of how fathers... How to father, 
just some great attributes of, of God himself that we can emulate, that we can walk in and we can do for our kids and our families, amen? First thing is, um, I just think that great fathers are givers and they're generous. They're big-hearted. They don't hold back, but they give. They give of themselves. They give of their time. They give of their love. Uh, they, they, they're givers because giving's not just financial or monetary. Giving is being there, being present, giving of yourself, giving of your time. And I love, you know, John 3, for God so loved the world that he gave. He bankrupted heaven to send his son so that we could walk with salvation, so that we could have an assured eternity. God gave because that's his nature. That's who he is. Good fathers give. They don't withhold. They're not restrictive. They're not stingy. They're, they're wise, but they give. I love what it says in James 1.17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. I love that. I want to I be that for my kids, that, that, that giving, that open. I think, I think when we withhold and we're restrictive, we're closed off. But when we have that nature of giving, we open up. And I think all our kids are looking for, our spiritual kids, our physical, they're looking for us to be open, open and responsive. Um, the second thing is they, they, they forgive and they forget. It says here in uh, Psalm 103, for his unfailing love towards them who fear him is, is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. You remember the mistakes you've made? Remember the, the times you messed up? Remember the way you lost that money because you made a stupid decision or you lost that relationship because you did something dumb? You remember that? God doesn't. He says he's blotted it out. He's removed it. It's, as far as the east is from the west, I remember not. God chooses not to remember our transgressions because he said, I sent my son to wipe all that away. And, and if he remembered our transgressions, that would have been in vain. The work of the cross would mean nothing if he held onto and held as weapons against us what we've done in the past. But he says, I forget. Fathering, I made mistakes as a kid. I still make mistakes today. My dad forgives me, just like my heavenly. Can I encourage you here that great fathering forgives and forgets and moves forward with a clean slate so we can keep building on the relationship that's already been established. Amen? They're inclusive. Is this helping anybody? I'm going to be done in like three minutes. We're going to go and have a great Father's Day lunch or swim or surf or yoga class, Luke and Michelle. It's going to be awesome. They're, they love doing yoga Sunday afternoons. Have you not invited these guys? They, they'll invite you later on. That's, that's their house party. Yoga in the sun at Pomona. Um, great fathering is inclusive. Matthew 19, starting in verse 4, it says, But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on, his, on their heads and blessed them before he left. I got, a, I got a Father's Day card this morning. I got my new shirt. I got my new um, phone cover. I got a block of chocolate. Ella said, this, we know this is your favorite chocolate. And I got a card from Zach. And do you know what Zach's card said? I love you, Dad, because you included me in building the fence. And this, this week, and I, and I didn't prompt him to say it, I don't think you did, he, he went to the, they went to kindy this week, and they said, what do you love, school? And I said, what do you love? And he'd had two days off because he wasn't feeling well. I had a nail gun, which is a little bit dangerous. But he said, I said, you can have, hammer with the hammer. He said, I want to use the nail gun. I said, no, you can use the hammer. He goes, mum's out. I said, all right, you can use the nail gun. <laughs> and uh, only a few times. <laughs> but 
his eyes lit up. I did help him and I did hold it and put it in the right direction. And all he wanted to thank me for was I'd included him in building the fence. I hadn't pushed him aside. And it's so easy to do. The, the fact of the matter is that section of fence took me probably as long as the entire fence did because it was so slow trying to get him to put it in the right position and then hammer it. No, no, Dad, we can't do the next one yet. You have to. I'm like, mate, I can do the next ones and you just hammer that one off. He said, no, we have to finish this one before we go to that. Can, can I encourage you? Be inclusive with your family. Be inclusive with your kids. Let them learn from your example. Let them learn from your mistakes, your frailties, your, your failings. Let them learn from who you are because it's forming character and, and strength on the inside of them. I, I, as a kid, remember going to the building site with my dad and I thought I was building houses, but now that I look back on it, I was just nailing uh, nails into a, a block of timber that at the end of the day he picked up and threw in the bin. But I thought I was building houses. And it's some of the greatest memories I've got is, hey, mate, I really need that cleaned up. He was just getting me to sweep up the dirt. But it, I, I felt like I was a part of what my dad was doing. Can I, can I encourage you to be inclusive? Um, a presence, emotionally, physically. Deuteronomy says, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before him, before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. Just being present, just being there, just um, your kids know you tuck them in at, to bed at night, you kiss them on the head, you read them a story, you do, just be there. It's too easy to switch off and watch the news or watch the sport or do whatever because you're tired and you're, you're providing, right? And we've cooked dinner and you're providing and you, I, I, I built a fence and I've done the lawns and what else do you people want? They actually don't want any of that. They, you, can, you can live in a tent and kiss them goodnight and it will mean more than providing the kingdom. That we'll, we'll speak more to them. And, and you know what? We're, we've got them for such a short period of time. Literally, Noah's 13. So maybe seven years, 10 years, who knows? If he's a little slower, maybe 15 years, he'll move out of home. He, lo he loves mum, so he'll probably hang around a little bit longer. He won't be there anymore. He'll be creating his own life, just as we've all moved on to create our own lives. So while you've got them, be there, be present, and instill in their world. Psalm 27 there says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do you know, my kids are just not scared be just because I'm there. Now, if a group of guys are walking down the street, coming, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> but they're not because they're with Dad. And Dad can do anything. And Dad will protect us. And he'll look after us. And he'll get us through this situation. Kids just want you there. And, and, and I think they see us like that. Whom shall I fear? What, what am I afraid of? Dad's here that we can, we can create that for our kids. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I, I'm protected. I'm provided for. I'm guided. He's with me. Dads, we can be there with our kids. And mums, solo, we can be there with our kids, instilling strength and joy in their world. They're loving. They want the best for their kids. I got a ton of scriptures, but I just I want to read you one story before we finish today. They're merciful. They exceed expectations. They're gracious, funny, creative, imaginative. And can I just encourage us this morning? We won't always do it right, but it's important that we do father. That's important that you may have messed up. You may not have done fathering, mothering well to this point. 
but we can turn up a new chapter today. We can start a new story today. We can change habits and who we are and how we do what we do. And sometimes we need to forgive ourselves for our failings and forgive ourselves for our shortcomings and what we haven't done as parents or spiritual parents. But can I encourage you with this? Do it. Forgive yourself. So you've made some mistakes. You've, you've done some things wrong. Now get over it for the sake of your kids and your future. Your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. Because are they going to carry the hang-ups you carry because you didn't forgive yourself the very thing that God's already forgiven you for? The thing that he doesn't even remember? The thing that he doesn't hold against you? The thing that, that he's going, what are you talking about? The thing that you hold against yourself, your kids may hold against them, themselves. So today we can, we can go, you know what, I'm, I'm not perfect. I am flawed, but I have a saviour who's washed me clean. Come on, let's give God a hand today. And let me say this, your efforts today will shape future generations. Let me read this story. Several years ago, a team of New York State sociologists attempted to calculate the influence of a father's life upon his family and future generations. Um, The study included two men of the 18th century, Jonathan Edwards and Max Jukes. Max Jukes, the atheist, lived a godless life and married a girl who had no relationship with God. (laughs) The research team discovered amongst their descendants 310 who died as paupers, 150 who were criminals, seven who were murderers, around 100 were alcoholics, and more than half of the women lived as prostitutes. Jonathan Edwards was a gifted pastor and exceptional theologian. Edwards' preaching ignited the flame that led to the Great Awakening, and he later served as the president of Princeton College. He lived in the same time as Max Jukes. Of his 1,394 known descendants, 13 became university presidents. 65 college professors, three United States senators, 30 judges, 100 lawyers, 60 physicians, 75 army and navy officers, 100 preachers and missionaries, 60 authors of prominence, one a vice president of the United States, 80 became public officials in their capacities, 295 college graduates, among whom were governors and states uh, of states and ministers to foreign countries. I believe that the greatest day in our families' lives and our nation lay ahead of us. And the decisions we make today to father well, physically and spiritually, will shape the future that we'll enjoy. Amen? Come on, why don't we stand to our feet? I'd just love to pray for our fathers today. I'd love to pray a blessing over your world, that you would have the wisdom of God upon your minds, you'd have strength in your spirit to, to do and be all that God calls us to be in our families and our homes. Amen? And uh, obviously we're focusing on fathers because it is Father's Day. But I hope that you can all take from this something and apply it to your life because God is for us and you know like like Melissa said before can you just can you just in, in, invite people to church bring people along because they're gonna they're gonna have that put into their world they're gonna have the promises of God the blessing of God the, the truth of the word of God spoken into their life which I believe will shift generations breaking curses and set families up for success in the future amen let's just lift our hands father I thank you I thank you for every person standing before me today. I thank you for the fathers. I thank you for the solo moms. I thank you for the spiritual parents in this house this morning. Lord, that you would richly bless, pouring out and bestowing every blessing of heaven upon their lives today. God, withhold nothing. I thank you that you never do. You're a generous, loving, faithful father. And Lord, for those that are walking through troubled times, those that are finding it hard or they're estranged or things aren't going right within the family, I pray that you would move by your spirit and you would bring them to a place of breakthrough. Lord, let the peace of God, 
the joy of the Holy Spirit come upon every dad here this morning. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm, before we close, I went, let's enter into a time of worship. If you're a dad here today and you're going, you know what, I want wisdom or I, want, I, I just want the mind of Christ or I want the touch of God upon my life so I can father well, I want to invite the dads forward this morning so we can pray for you, lay hands on you, bless you. And I, and I do this because we believe in you. And we believe that family is the most important thing. And that God is, into, he says that he brings the, the solitary and he places them in family. God doesn't want people to do life isolated. And if you're hurting or you're going, I don't know what to do, I want you to come forward this morning so we can stand together, brother and brother, brother and sister, and we can pray for each other. And then we're going to close the service and go and celebrate all our dads. So why don't we do that, Michelle? Can we uh, just enter into a time of worship for two minutes, three minutes? So guys, I'd love to pray with you. Justin's going to pray with you. I, I, I don't do it well. I do it as best as I can. And I just pray that God helps my kids and helps me and brings us together stronger and more in love every day. But if you're here and you're wanting prayer, would you just come forward and why don't we sing together now? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.